You're listening to Podfabula Productions, a mashup of fiction, nonfiction, ideas, and commentary, created and narrated by your author host, Victor Aquista. Today's episode, What a Difference an Alien Makes. Sometimes, you just get lucky. A couple of years ago, when my wife and I moved to southwest Florida, I met G.D. Deckard, author, colleague, and fellow knight of the Sci-Fi Roundtable, an international fellowship of science fiction fans, writers, and illustrators. Gary invited me to join the Writers' Co-op, another outstanding international group, and we have developed a friendship built upon a foundation of our shared love of writing and life in general. So, I am pumped to introduce you, dear listeners, to a sample of his writing and that he is the first guest writer whose work I am pleased to narrate. As one reviewer said, G.D. Deckard's got a rare gift for telling stories that are both humorous and insightful. There are lessons to be learned from his writings, but they're not preachy. G.D. has the ability to say, here's an important truth, but you can take it or leave it. This story appears in the autumn 2019 issue of Sci-Fi Lampoon. More about that outstanding publication and additional biographical details about my guest author later in the show. Without further delay, I give you What a Difference an Alien Makes by G.D. Deckard. It was an otherwise ordinary day when the aliens landed on Earth. Hate groups ranted on social media. Armed militias heroically murdered unarmed civilians with weapons sold by tax-paying businessmen. And governments fought small wars for resources while politicians denied everything as humankind collectively looked up to see strange beings dangling from little umbrellas. No ships. Just aliens descending in brightly colored spandex suits. They had coarse black hair that their men wore closely cropped and tightly curled, and that on their women hung straight down in braided mop-like strands. If they were men and women, it turned out each had both sex organs and employed them simultaneously during unpredictable but noisy mating seizures. They had slanted eyes, large noses, and pale white skin. They were three feet tall and fat. It was later learned that each suffered some physical or mental handicap. They had been genetically altered to represent earthlings. Over the long existence of the universe, species that still survived had made a real effort to get along. These aliens' future demanded that they try. By chance, Bob Watt became the first man on the street to be interviewed about the aliens. There was nothing special about Bob. His scent would not stand out in a crowded elevator. Had he strangled the person in front of him while standing in line at Disneyland, witnesses would describe him as probably white, of normal weight, not over six feet tall, and with darkish hair. Bob was selected to represent the average man from a crowd watching TVs through Davison's department store window in downtown Atlanta. 
Tell us your reaction to this historic event, sir. Surprise, of course. Then shock. Then suspicion. Bob's reaction surprised and shocked Piper Wellington, interviewer for the European news website Socialism Redux. She arched into the offended pose of a news personality confronting social injustice. How can you be suspicious? Don't they seem a lot like us? Exactly my point. Before the astounded Piper could override such a negative view of people and near people, an elderly couple stepped from the crowd. Both seemed overdressed for the warm spring day. The man in a topcoat was tall, had an erect bearing, a long stern face, and engaging dark eyes. He held the shorter man's slender hand in his own strong hand. The other's face was kinder, more resilient. He wore a plain black dress with long sleeves and a high-buttoned white collar. It was an odd juxtaposition of vulnerability and strength about them. They had endured hardship and were prepared to endure more. They smiled at Piper. She smiled back. Eh, ignore him, the man in the top coat told her. Bob's too straight to understand what's really happening here. He's a good boy, the man in the dress assured her. Give him some time. Hi, Mom. Bob waved. Piper looked at the dress, then at Bob. You called her... her? Mom? They needed me, Bob deadpanned. Piper's eyes twinkled. You're not gay. He laughed. You are quicker than most. When people see me with them, they just assume I am. No, but they love me anyway. What was it like growing up being raised by, I mean, we're all more liberal these days? Just now, your voice. You don't hear it, but I do. People's tone of voice changed when they noticed my parents. I watched people's demeanor become unsure, guarded, as if we were not part of their world. Piper shook her head and thumbed at the cameraman behind her to continue the interview, but Bob ignored her. I do understand, Dad. The presence of an alien species defines all humans as one, right? Realization came over Piper's face, as if she suddenly sensed the real story here. Signaling the cameraman again, she turned to the man in the topcoat. Tell me, sir, what was your first reaction when you heard the news? The old man chuckled. Folks are going to stop looking at us, like... We're different. There is a long tradition of incorporating social themes into speculative fiction. Yes, this is a fun little story, but G.D. Deckard has given us some food for thought. Many sci-fi masters are giving us social commentary embedded into their works. The same is true of film. Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek had social awareness to modern social and cultural ills as part of its mission beyond exploring strange new worlds. Did you know the first interracial kiss occurred on Star Trek? Between Captain Kirk, of course, and Lieutenant Uhura. I'm planning on devoting an entire future episode to socially conscious science fiction. 
By the way, G.D. Deckard is the featured author in the autumn edition of Sci-Fi Lampoon. If you want to tickle your mind, let your imagination snack on this collection of stories. If you like parody and satire, there is plenty here to bring a smile to your face. Irreverent, provocative, funny, and punny. Ugh. That's right in line with the spirit of sci-fi lampoon. My wife says I'm the only one who laughs at my sense of humor. Anyway, I've included information in the show notes about how you can get your copy of this periodical. To whet your appetite a little further, here's a quick Sci-Fi Lampoon magazine blurb. Have you ever lain awake with the window open, listening to the night sounds, when somewhere in the distance a very large bird is violently ill? That's the experience you'll have reading Sci-Fi Lampoon magazine. Stories that are interesting, unexpected, and humorous. Buy a hard copy now at any fine online book retailer guaranteed to lighten up your day or night. Fellow writers take note. The magazine is currently open for submissions. Before closing, I should mention that more information, links, and a brief biographical profile on today's featured author, G.D. Deckard, are in the show notes. Be sure to check out his excellent novel, The Phoenix Diary. That does it for today. Hope you enjoyed the show. I also want to thank you for spreading the word about Podfabula Productions. You can learn more about me and the show on my website, www.writingtoraiseconsciousness.com. Follow me on Twitter and participate in the fan base by checking out Podfabula Productions on Facebook, where shows are archived for discussion and comments. You can subscribe to the podcast series on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and other download platforms. Finally, please stop by my Amazon author page and check out my nonfiction and fiction books and short stories. Until next time. Music